baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk On Demand Audio Joined by former United States Senator from Missouri, Jim Talent, who is the chair of the Reagan Institute's National Leadership Council. How are you this afternoon, Jim? Well, I'm doing well. Let me, let me, we're going to talk about China. I want your, your take on what's going on there with the zero COVID protests. But let's start with the United States beat Iran today in the World Cup. So they advanced to the next round, thankfully. But there have been some protests going on in Iran as well. And I'd love your thoughts on what, what's happening with that particular situation. Yeah, that, those protests have actually been explicitly anti-regime and uh, pretty much pro-democracy. Um, they're organized, I think, better than anybody expected. Uh, they've been focused in the western part of the country, but there have been protests all over. It's the biggest challenge to the, to the regime since the um, response to the 2009 you know, sham elections. And the regime hasn't dealt with it very well. Um, they're in the middle of, uh, of succession issues because Khomeini is supposedly ill. Uh, there's been a lot of maneuvering uh, within the top leadership uh, to replace him. And uh, it's actually pretty promising. I mean, I, you know, I'd love to see the regime go down. I'm not predicting that, but, uh, but this is a good development. It shows that uh, they don't have the control that a lot of people thought they had. Well, so Earlier in the fall, uh, President Biden gave a shout out to the brave citizens and the brave women of Iran. But w- what about the administration? Are they doing the right things right now? With regard to Iran? Yeah. No, they've done <clears throat> the wrong thing. Um, I mean, trying to restart the JCPOA uh, was a really bad thing to do, not only because uh, a new agreement would be itself bad. I mean, it would because it would grant. Uh, a huge amount of sanctions relief to Iran, uh, thus financing their aggressive ambitions throughout the Middle East, but because it signaled weakness and accommodation to them and uh, enhanced their prestige internationally. I I think it's actually pretty fortunate that they decided to just make fun of us by bargaining so hard that several members of our team quit uh, in response to what was happening. And it you know, the demands got so great that even the Biden administration couldn't agree to it. So I, I think it's dead. Uh, no, uh, his 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 Middle Eastern policy has been a real disaster, as was Obama's. It's hard to know, really, isn't it, how how accurate the information is? Look, you had an Iranian general yesterday that acknowledged more than 300 people have been killed in the nationwide protests. There have been kids, a lot of children that have been killed, unfortunately. But you, you just we're not hearing a lot about of that in Western media, are we? Uh, they have not covered that with anywhere near uh, the comprehensiveness that they've covered the uh, the Chinese protests. And um, and they should. It's extremely significant. One of the challenges these regimes have in situations like this is is getting security forces that they can count on if necessary to shoot their own people. You mentioned students before. That's not something they've typically done in the past. Yeah. 
they don't like to do it, not because they care about human life, but because uh, it, it can provoke even greater resistance. And there's always a danger that the forces won't do it. So they're using the, uh, you know, the IRG, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, which is loyal, but that's spread pretty thin. Um, and China may have the same issues if they wanted to crack down on, on these protests, which I really don't, you know, I don't see that kind of a harsh response in China. So what do you make of what's happening in China? Yeah, a, a lot of this was, I guess, accelerated, if you will, after a fire that happened last week in the western region of, um, of China where 10 people were killed. And a lot of people felt at the time that those deaths could have been, I think, avoided if it wasn't for the zero COVID lockdown policies. So there was a harsh reaction. There were residents that were protesting. And then this grew. Is that part of what happened and how this exploded a little bit over the weekend? Yeah, well, they they lock people up in their apartments. I mean, they they lock it from the outside so they can't get out. Uh, early in the pandemic, they were welding people into their apartments. I mean, that's how bad it oh is. Oh my there. gosh! Yeah. And, and they do this they do this in response to a handful of COVID cases. Uh, it's just it's terrible. It's it's, it's Xi Jinping. Um, I mean, it's a response of a couple things. Um, his pigheadedness over this. Uh, and <clears throat> the fact that he has been in power for so long and has consolidated so much. That- Uh-oh, that sounded weird. Yeah, not in a good way either. Mm-mm. I'm not sure what happened there. Well, he just went away, didn't he? <laughs> I don't know. That was like the weird. It almost sounded like our issue, didn't it? It did. Not a fun kind issue. Of. Jim, are you there? We'll see if Abby can get him back on the line. Because it almost, it, this is where. It sounded where like. I, I have great concern because we've had so many gremlins in our system here at uh, 97.1 FM Talk. I, I don't have full confidence that the phone is actually going to come back, but we'll see if. Um, if maybe it will. Well, she's, she's working yeah, on it. She hung up on him. Anyway, that's former Senator Jim Talent, who's with us. Let me take this opportunity to promote my Spain trip, since we're talking about things oh, there you overseas. Go. This will be a, a nice segue here, if we can get Senator Talent back on the line, because she's I don't know what him. happened. Uh, if you would like to come to Barcelona and Madrid, please go to definedestinations.com. I do want to emphasize this, though, in the next couple of weeks, because I think a lot of people are thinking about the holidays and travel into next year. It would make a great you know, group family holiday present, if you will. Fantastic. We're going to leave on the 23rd. We fly from St. Louis to uh, Germany on Lufthansa and then head to Madrid. Then we head over after three nights in Madrid to Barcelona for three nights. It's going to be spectacular. It's a few weeks after Easter, so there's no complications there. The weather is spectacular. Mike Kenny from Define Destinations, who will be our tour guide, is uh, a friend. I traveled with him in Italy in 2011. He did a spectacular job, which is why I wanted him to lead this expedition, if you will. So get signed up. Go to Define destinations.com or you can just check out my Twitter site at Mark Reardon KFTK right at the top there I have pinned the tweet let's see if we have center talent back testing testing are you there Yes, I am here. Oh, my gosh. We don't even know I what happened. There. About that. Yeah, I don't know what happened. But anyway, I th- we were kind of in the, in the middle of describing, you know, what's happening with the students and the protests and how the Chinese react to that. Yeah, well, um, Xi Jinping has had this idea from the beginning that he could uh, get wipe out COVID in China, which is ridiculous. I mean, the, the virus has seeded there. Uh, these measures, at best, suppress temporarily viral transmission. But he wants to do that. And he has so consolidated power and terrified everybody that it is literally the case that the people around him do not want to go to him and tell him anything he doesn't want to hear. So all these local officials, they're trying to show Beijing how enthusiastic 
enthusiastic they are about the policy by enforcing it very rigidly. Nobody wants to be accused in these provinces of not carrying out Beijing's orders. And so they have adopted really draconian policies. And naturally, the people are upset. I mean, they can't get food. They can't go to their jobs. They're going nuts. Well, they're going nuts, and they're trying to and they're trying to fight back a little bit. But how successful might they be when you have the Chinese government shutting these things down as quickly as they can? Right. Right. Well, I think on the good side, this has shown that the Great Firewall is not as effective as they thought, and frankly, as I thought, because the news of this is getting out, including some videos. It's also shown, I think, that their surveillance and internal intelligence system isn't isn't as good as they thought because they were caught flat-footed. They did not anticipate this. It's not Tiananmen. Uh, it's not as big as Tiananmen, and they're not explicitly attacking or criticizing the regime in most cases or demanding democracy. And there are no elements in the Chinese, among the Chinese leaders who support the protesters, which there were during Tiananmen. So I expect, I mean, on the one hand, it's possible they could do a really harsh crackdown uh, and, and, and publicly do that. I don't think so. It's possible they could change the policy. I don't think so, although they are saying they're going to vaccinate more older people now, which has been a problem for them. I think what they're going to do is wait them out, wear them down, uh, make some minor changes without really changing the policy, and then probably hanging a few local officials up by the thumbs uh, you know, for supposedly messing this up without accepting any responsibility in Beijing. That's what I think. Yeah, because, you know, in mm. watching this over, over the weekend and hearing a little bit about it and learning more about it, you kind of have, as an American looking from afar, knowing what happened at Tiananmen Square, having disdain certainly for the CCP, you're like, maybe this is something that's going right. to result in positive change in China. But what I hear from you, Jim Talent, is, nope, probably not. The Chinese Communist Party is going to win this. Yeah, I think they're going to win this battle, okay? It does indicate, however, that the people of China are willing, and this takes tremendous courage, uh, to go out front when they get pushed far enough. And maybe it will cause some people in Beijing to realize that they're not delivering on what was the implicit deal the Chinese Communist Party has had with the people, which they would deliver, the party would deliver good governance and the people would accept not having any say in the way they're governed. And this whole COVID thing has really uh, been a tremendous violation of that implicit contract, if you will. And they've done it in places, Mark, it's so senseless from their own perspective. They've done it in cities like Shanghai, uh, where they they really need people to be able to move and work and produce, uh, but they're continuing to do it and, and shooting their own economy in the foot at a time when it's in trouble anyway. So it does show, I think, the isolation of the regime uh, and the fact they're really not connected uh, as well as I think they were for many years after Mao left uh, with, with where the people are coming from and what their needs are. Well, and, you know, we hear a lot about the, the young people in this country and in, in how they try to make change. We've, we've seen some success, some failure. They don't vote all the time. But I think there's a lot of hopes pinned on the youth of China. Is that naive to think that they might have some success in making change? Uh, no, I would not say it's naive. Uh, but you do have to understand things that we care about, for example, so much like Taiwan, um, the Chinese people are a proud people with a, a proud history and they're very nationalistic. And uh, so they, you know, they will support 
the, the nationalistic objectives of the regime. Now, if this were a democracy or had the influence of a democracy, I don't think they would be attempting to achieve those goals through this kind of aggression and brutality that they've shown in, in places like Tibet and Mongolia and, of course, in Xinjiang province with the Wagars. I think there would be an ameliorating influence if the people had more control. But I do think it's it's uh, very premature, let's put it that way, to believe that there's going to be any general uprising in China. It is, however, evidence of greater instability than I think a lot of people figured was, was the case there. Former Senator Jim Talent with us. Before I let you go, you know, it's like hit or miss when you hear about Ukraine. It seems like there's a big incident, big bombing. Russia does something. Then you hear about it. Otherwise, it's in the, the backdrop of all these other things that we're talking about. Anything significant that you're keeping an eye on there? Well, the um, what you're going to see happen, I think, over the winter is the U- Ukraines are going to continue enough offensive action to keep the Russians pinned down and make sure they don't reconstitute. While at the same time, the Ukraines are, get, are going to gather up for a, another offensive in the spring. And unless Putin does a better job of changing the correlation of forces on the ground, I expect the Ukrainians to continue to be successful. Now, he's trying to attack their energy infrastructure. There's arguments about how much precision munitions and missiles he has left. But I don't think that's going to break the morale of the people, and I don't think it's going to stop the Ukrainians. So. We're still in a situation where Putin needs to find a way out that he can possibly accept. Uh, and uh, he's not any closer to doing that, I think. I mean, we're, we're not too far away from this thing dragging into its second year, right? Oh, yeah, I expect it to. I do. And now what, what I think might be possible, if the Ukrainians continue to make progress, for example, in the south part of the country and towards Crimea, uh, I think it might be possible at some point uh, to, to for them to agree to allow Russia to remain in at least a part of the country, maybe with some kind of demilitarized zone, uh, that they're not going to agree the Ukrainians to, to you know to a ceasefire though or a, a truce unless they get guarantees of security uh, from the West. Um, you know, and I don't blame them. Uh, they have the upper hand now, and they're either going to take care of the problem now. Or they might be willing, for example, if they got NATO protection, and I don't know whether we want to do that, okay? But um, if, if we get an agreement that ends this, short of the Russians being expelled, um, I think it'll be along those lines. But uh, that's premature, too. I think the situation on the ground has to clarify a little more. You know, understanding that these are important geopolitical issues, let me ask this question as someone who used to be in the United States Senate, because I, I look at the numbers that are getting tossed around. I think a lot of Americans do. You see $55 billion yep. here, $90 billion there going to Ukraine, and we have needs here that, that are underfunded in theory. So how do you keep you know, convincing the American people that this is a worthy effort when you have billions and billions of dollars? It's hard for them to see how that money is really going to work when we have desperate needs in this country. Yeah, and the Biden administration has done a poor job in that, in part because uh, they seem incapable of talking about these things in terms of the interests of our country, as opposed to, you know, important but more abstract things like democracy or, you know, or self-determination or that sort of thing. It is very much in the interest of the United States to weaken the Russian state under Putin because he has made himself an adversary of our vital national interests not just in Europe, but even more so in the Middle East and especially in in the Indo-Pacific. 
where he's basically become uh, Robin uh, to Xi Jinping's Batman. So if you look at it that way, uh, we are achieving important ends and interests for the United States without having to put our own guys in harm's way just by supporting another country that is willing to fight. And and that, that is actually a, a, one of the cheapest ways you can protect yourself. So you have to put it in context. I, um, I can appreciate that. and But I do think I think both sides are really bad at putting things into context on a variety of issues. And maybe it's the media's fault, too, because they don't help. But I, I think well, that one these... thing, for example, and I hope the new house does this. I fully agree that they need to oversee how the money is spent. We need to have more accountability and we need to know better what it's going for and why. That that's perfectly well, reasonable. And we, we didn't have to know that when we sent trillions out to the American people over COVID. So why would we? I'm being facetious, obviously, well, but I understand yeah, your well, point. I do understand your point. Hey, our best to Brenda, Jim Town. Thanks for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. You are welcome. All right, take care. Five twenty-five. St. Louis is home for conservative talk. Get more at ninety-seven talkcom Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 